Yay! You made it to another episode of the Weekend Hustle podcast. My name is Shelby Oleschlager, and I'll be your host as we dive into barrel racers, athletes, and just people of the world to share, motivate, and inspire us all to be the best that we can be. Together, we can hustle. How are things, Shelby? Oh, they are finally starting to semi slow down. Yeah. Um, in a good way. <laughs> yes. Just the moving process and everything. It's been hectic. Yeah. Where did you move to? Um, we moved to Toller, Texas. Okay. Is that far from where you were before? No. Um, so last winter we were in Stephen or I was in Stephenville and then um Jack, because we didn't know each other then um he was in Arizona (laughs) okay and then um we met and then that was uh shortly before we left to really rodeo and then beginning of May we um went rodeo full-time and then we just got back here and found a house and um we kind of were in Idaho that was like where our home base was nice Mm -hmm. that's exciting (laughs) So you guys met and then you went rodeoing full-time together? <laughs> well, we actually met rodeoing too. Yeah. So it's a funny story. Um, my, uh, one of my best friends, Brittany Barnett, my home partner last year, mm-hmm. um, or for 2020, her boyfriend is Sid Spore and he is a team roper healer. Well, his good friend um, and roping partner for 2021 was Jaguar Terrell. So we all decided that we were going to go rodeo um, and just haul together uh, for the spring Florida trips. So that way we could split diesel four ways. Mm-hmm. Great. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> Brittany put us both on the couch and, and before then, like he came over and we got to know each other and we instantly became best friends. Aww. And I was in a stage where I did not want I didn't want anybody. I wanted to be able to do my own thing and, you know, just have different priorities. Well, God had a different idea (laughs) and a different plan. And I kept, I mean, I told him no for probably a month. And then finally I was like, okay, let's give it a go. And three months after we started dating, he proposed. We were both out the same night at Reno and, um, him and Sid and Brittany were going to Springdale, Arkansas, and I was staying out West. Well, I was in the trailer getting his bridles and everything. And out of my peripherals, I see him go down and I thought he had fallen. (laughs) And so I turn around and there's a ring in my face. And of course I said, yes. And so, yeah, the rest is history. Oh my gosh. I love that story. That's so cute. (laughs) Oh, I love how that, like it just kind of happens. Like you're like, no, no, no. And then like, what was the turning point where you're like, okay, maybe this person actually is going to be my person. Because like, so he's very old school. So like he, and he's a words person. And so at first I thought he was the typical cowboy Casanova. And I'm like, no, I'm not falling for you. And this and that, blah, blah, blah. And we just... You know, and he had just got, um, got out of a marriage and I had just got out of a relationship. And so the last thing either of us needed was that, and it just, honestly, it was right from the get go. 
that Mm -hmm. I knew that he was the one and he said the same thing. And, you know, it's funny. I hear these, these stories where it's like, you know, they only knew each other for six months and they were married, you know, got married Mm -hmm. and they've been together for 40, 50 years. And I was like, okay, you're just, that was back then. That doesn't happen now. And I, when you know, you know, Mm -hmm. And I knew with him and he is everything and so much more than I ever prayed for and dreamed about having in a man. That's awesome. And I guess it just takes, um, I like you just saying how like, you know, you're going to focus on you do your thing. And it's like, he just kind of showed up when you're least expecting Mm -hmm. it. And I feel like those are the best relationships, like when you're not looking and it's just like you said, it's almost like it's meant to be. Yes. Cool. So how was your rodeo year then? Oh gosh, that was a disaster and a half. It felt (laughs) like, um, Frangie was feeling really good, but he just wasn't clocking. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what is going on? Mm -hmm. Well, in the past, um, Frenchie has always had issues of gaining weight. Well, I ran a supplement. It's called um, the EPM Super Dewormer by Old West Holistic. Um, Page Dub makes it and it is all natural. And I ran him through it or ran that through him. And he has been so fat (laughs) able to keep weight on him. It is unreal. Like this is the best he has ever kept weight in all of his 14 years. Wow. And so, um, we've came to the conclusions that he was just too fat, this, you know, at the beginning of the summer. Um, well, and also he got hurt this spring. He, mm-hmm. so he came back from his deep digital flexor tear and our first drum was okay. I was scared out of my mind because I'm like, what if he's still hurt? And well, he went in there and he showed me that he wasn't mm-hmm. our second run was Rapid City, South Dakota, and we hit to be right out of placing. So I'm like, okay, let's keep going. Mm-hmm. And then um, he needed a little break. And so, um, oh, it was whenever we were out in Florida, he got really sick. And that's whenever I decided to try the supplement from Page Dove. And mm-hmm. so I ran that through him. And whenever I say sick, he probably dropped 200 pounds in a week. I mean, I took him to Outlaw to get blood ran everything and Harvey didn't even recognize him like he looked like a rescue type horse the the results were just astonishing and so um anyways I uh just I think I gave him a month off and I just kind of rode him here and there to keep him in shape um but nothing too majorly you know hard um, exerting too much energy, et cetera. And so we went to a jackpot and he was laying down a run. I was really excited. Well, I sat too soon on the third and we hit it going into it and it rolled underneath him. And whenever it came back up, it got his stifle, like it threw his rear end in the air. It was a big fiasco, Mm -hmm. but anyways, the barrel cut, um, his stifle almost to the joint. Oh boy. So he was off for two months there. And so I think Reno was maybe like our fifth run back. And so he didn't have his wind. He wasn't in the best of shape. And then going into the 4th of July, you know, um, 
he just still wasn't in tip top shape where I wanted him. And so I think we placed at three rodeos. That was it. Yeah. yeah we won Thermopolis. Um, he placed at Lehigh and then he placed in Kildare, North Dakota. Nice. So, I mean, considering, right? Yes. Hmm. And um, so, yeah, it was kind of like that the entire year. <laughs> <laughs> so we came home early and turned out of the rest of the rodeos for the year. And um, we just, I gave him two months off and just now got back on him to get him back in shape mm-hmm. and um hopefully you know start fresh by odessa or something like that and just kind of go with it just yes. take it one rodeo at a time mm-hmm. i feel like you have to when you're at that level and you're just on the road all the time you just have to see roll with the punches when they come and hope for the best whenever you can so Mm -hmm. in some years it feels like you are the punching bag and sometimes (laughs) you know like you are the punching bag and sometimes it feels like you have that that gym member that Mm -hmm. goes like once a week and then you have the one that's like you know the professional (laughs) that's there punching all day every day and because And that's what it felt like this year, to be real honest, you know, we've had seven, our our vehicles have broke down seven times within the last six months. And they're not just little breakdowns, like transmission went out, the um, motorhome caught on fire, the uh, drive shaft. Yeah. The engine of the motorhome caught on fire. Um, The, uh, we were going down a mountain in Colorado around midnight and there was a a random toe strap just in the road and we could you know can't really swerve or anything we didn't think much about it but wrapped around our drive line and it ripped out all of our airlines and our wires and so we skid for about a quarter of a mile going down the uh, mountain and so our semi was in the truck or in the shop for two months and then I fly down to Arizona to pick up a truck and as soon as I'm pulling back into Blackfoot Idaho my transmission blows and then we had another and then we had another one down in Arizona so Jack flew down to get it and then whenever he got it in Blackfoot a week later it breaks down oh my gosh it, it's one yes. after another <laughs> yes holy so. this yeah this makes me think like how were you able to handle all those things? Like you seem in good um, spirits. If I didn't have Jag and my counselor, Shelby Sipe, oh, yes. I would have gone crazy. <laughs> I mean, there were some weeks where I was on the phone with Shelby with therapy sessions, not just texting her. Mm-hmm. True full-on therapy sessions once or twice a week the entire summer (laughs) that's good though like I love you know when you need the help get the help and we actually well I had a chat with Shelby Sipe as well and we're saying how we all three of us need to get together (laughs) yes absolutely yeah Jack tells me all the time that I have too many Shelby friends because he can't keep up with them (laughs) 
Hey, it's a popular name. What do you do? Yeah. Yeah. And um, speaking of, you know, getting help. Um, and that, that was another thing is at first I was very prideful of it. Even with Jag, um, I was prideful on help because also something that happened this year was um, he had to rush me into the emergency room. We were in Wolf Point, Montana. I don't know if you know where that is, but it's like up in the corner between of Montana, um, where it meets with North Dakota and Canada. And so we were up there for a rodeo and I step off my five-year-old. Well, the next day there was an open, a uh, team open. So we stayed for it and I was just on my five-year-old riding him around and I step off of him and I just collapse and I could not breathe, could not do anything. And so Jag puts me in the trailer and I start convulsing almost like I was having a seizure. And well, I had ultimately, it was just a really, really bad asthma attack. And so then we go, um, and they couldn't figure it out past that. And so they couldn't, they wouldn't let me leave. And I was like, no, I have another rodeo to get to. And they're like, no, you're not leaving. You can't leave. I said, you don't understand. I have to be in Vernal tomorrow night for the perf. And I, another thing is that whenever somebody texts me for a trade and I can't trade them, I make sure that I am at that rodeo. And I just so happen to get the perf that I needed in Vernal, in Vernal, Utah, and it was also the perf that everybody else needed. And so like Lisa Lockhart had texted me and so many others. And I was like, I'm getting to that perf come hell or high water because I'm not turning out and disappointing everybody. Yeah, right? <laughs> be like, what the heck? <laughs> exactly. And so they finally let us leave um, about midnight. And they were like, but you need to stay here for another few hours and get some rest. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Well, Jag woke up at four o'clock and left me in the trailer and started packing. Gratefully, the, the next week we were able to haul together because since we're not married, we're not able to buddy. And so we got up at all the rodeos at the same time. So we were able to go together. Mm-hmm. Well, he woke up at four o'clock in the morning and broke down all the um, pens and put the horses in the trailer, fed them, et cetera. And then he grabbed me out of the uh, trailer and put me in the sleeper of the semi and I slept mm-hmm. until pretty much we were 30 minutes outside of Vernal and that's a 13 hour drive. And so after that, um, I passed out after my run in Vernal, um, because I just had zero energy. Mm-hmm. And so the next day we went to urgent care and come to find out I had a lung and kidney infection. 10 out of 10, do not recommend. Yeah. Would not wish that upon my worst enemy. Oh no. And so like going back to the punches, like it was just one after another. And I didn't want to reach out. I didn't want help at first whenever, it, because I am a very independent and one of my downfalls is I'm a very prideful person because I, you know, I, I don't want people to waste their time, money, energy, mm-hmm. anything on me. And it was finally at the point of 
my life where it was, I had to have help or I was going to, I was just going to have to sit there. And so Jag helped and, you know, physically, emotionally, Mm -hmm. spiritually, everything. And then Shelby was there to just really help me get through it mentally and emotionally because I just felt so defeated that I was just battling one day after another. Yeah. Like life is just fighting you at that moment. Yes. Yes. And like I said, if it weren't for Jag and Shelby, Mm -hmm. I I would probably still be sitting somewhere crying. (laughs) Just fetal (laughs) position somewhere. (laughs) Yes. Like, just don't mind me. (laughs) I'll be fine. Like, don't worry. Yes. It's fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. It reminds me of the meme of like the dog, the cartoon dog and like the fire. He's like, this is fine. We're fine. Yes. Yes. Like it's actually not okay. Just kidding. No. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. Right. That also kind of reminds me of just kind of, you know, wanting to be the example because obviously people listening, Shelby McKamey has yellow felt soul, which I definitely want to talk about and get some updates on that. Just the teaching by example, like you're kind of taking that responsibility in a sense in a totally good way and a part of it is leading by example and showing people you're being that strong figure for so many people watching and listening that hey like kind of just your story about the pride and everything and I really respect that you I would definitely take I would say strong with a grain of salt because sometimes Honestly, sometimes I am not, I have to reach out. I mean, my, my little dachshund, for example, he is, he's my sanity at times. Mm -hmm. Um, and being strong doesn't always to, to me, Mm -hmm. in my opinion, strong, isn't always the person that is conquering the world. Sometimes strong is simply getting out of bed. Sometimes strong is just putting one foot in front of the other and worse, mm-hmm. worst thing is, you know, sometimes strong is simply putting the gun down mm-hmm. from your head. That is strong. It's not just somebody that is out there on top of the world winning at life. Of course. Because that's something that I've heard a lot of people or from a lot of people that has reached out to Yellow Felt Soul, as you know, they're they're comparing their life and journey to somebody else's, and you don't always see their breakdowns. And mm-hmm. that's why I've tried to be so transparent mm-hmm. um, with the followers on Yellow Felt Soul because social media is a highlight reel. It is not what everybody goes through twenty four seven. I mean, everybody could have a reality show if they videoed it 24-7 because nobody's life is perfect. And here you are on social media looking at everyone's highlight reel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, don't discredit yourself. Always celebrate the small victories. I mean, hell, I remember, sorry, um, <laughs> whenever I first got on Frenchie, I could not keep barrels up. And so there was one day, I think I went in there and I just wanted a clean run. 
And I think I ended up loping the pattern so that way I could have a clean run. Mm-hmm. Here I am on a tried and true 1D pro rodeo winner and I lope and run a, a 40 time. But guess what? That was a win for me because I needed to go back to the basics and correct things because I can't correct them in an exhibition with him because he knows the difference. And so sometimes, and and then I, that also leads to me feeling like, you know, some people are scared to do things like that because they're, they're tired of, or scared of being judged. Mm. Yep. And that's, that's the strength. It's like, you're not winning and being, you know, on the top right there. That's not your strength, but it's almost like your strength of doing what's best for you and acknowledging it and being fully sure of that decision because it's for you and no one else. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's like, that's really just confidence as well. Something I've kind of struggled with is always feeling like people are judging based on what I'm doing, but it's like, it makes sense for you. And if it feels right for you, then like, by all means Mm -hmm. do it, do it a hundred percent. Like don't question or think, I don't know if this is the right thing. Like if you're going to commit, then commit. Did it work out for you though? The expoing? Yes. Yes. It helped tremendously. Good. Yeah. So exactly. Like, and just what you said with the own process and your own small wins, that is like the most important thing for anyone to get through anything is finally acknowledging that. And sometimes you might need someone to remind you of those things. Like you getting Shelby, I'm sure she reminds you of your wins and you know, it's a reminding like, Hey, you know who you are and you know, what you've been through and you know what you've accomplished and like those daily small wins, like you said, even getting out of bed, like just having that reminder, I think is super crucial as well. And that kind of goes into another thing is this year, my circle has decreased immensely. Interesting. And it's because I was, I hit rock bottom And it was like, if you are not adding value and positivity and support to my life, Mm -hmm. I don't want you in it. I struggle daily with my own battles in my head. I don't need you adding to them. And it's not a reflection of, of me. It's a reflection of the battles that they face. But I also can't, I I can't do that anymore. And so this year, you know, I really weeded, God weeded out people in my life because there were some people that I didn't want weeded out, Mm -hmm. but, but it still happened because I didn't realize what kind of negativity they were actually bringing into my day, into my mind. Right. And it probably took them almost, if you said it was more like not even your decision, but once they were probably gone, I'm sure you realize like, wow, this is more peaceful now. Or wow. Like, I feel like I just have so much more clarity and understanding about what they actually did bring now that they're not there. I was talking with, um, 
a woman that's kind of like one of my mentors, my second mom. Mm-hmm. And because I was really battling one of the people that I felt was removed from my life. And I was, I was just deeply hurt by it. And she said, you know, God hears the stories and what everybody says, even whenever we don't. Mm. He knows far more than we could ever fathom. So just continue to trust him because whatever he does in your life is for the best. Maybe you didn't see it at the time, but you know, like, like you're saying he did and yeah, he knew. So Mm -hmm. that's cool. I kind of like that. I like that. Um, I feel like I've kind of gone through a similar thing just with life that's gone on the past year. So I don't know what it's like been down there, but I guess it's almost been two years, but it's just, Mm -hmm. it's been a lot of realizing almost like the simplicity aspect of your friend group, how you really don't need all those people and not even just the people, but like you're saying, you can't handle what they're offering you. It's like, you're now having to carry the baggage that they're projecting to you. And it's just, it can be way too much. And yes, yes, it can. Yeah, It's just a lot simpler. And you realize like, kind of like the joy in the smaller things or the simple things you find joy. Yes. I find. Yes, absolutely. And, um, I worded it incorrectly the first time. Um, it's God hears the conversations we don't. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Like I, I worded it incorrectly before. I have a question. Does that mean kind of, he hears the conversations we don't as in the conversations that someone would have with themselves that we don't hear or like an actual out loud conversation they might have about like you, for example, it could honestly be both. Okay. Because if it's either mentally to themselves or vocally to someone else, but Either way, God knows what they're feeling. God knows what they're saying. God knows, you know, their heart. And we don't always. Yeah. It's like, a yeah, I totally agree with that. (laughs) Cause yeah, even like you feel someone's energy and how they're showing up for you. And it's like, if they're not resonating or you're just not finding, and you don't want to say the value in someone, but if they're not bringing that to you and it's, Almost making you can say the value in the relationship rather than the individual because everybody, you know, they have different relationships with everybody in their life. And Mm -hmm. so they could be the absolute best person to someone else because they value that relationship. Mm -hmm. But the value may not always be in that relationship between you and the other said person. Right. It's actually a really good concept. As far as your yellow felt soul stuff, I mean, this is all related. I want to know how things have been going with that. Cause I did see last year at the NFR, I was super proud to hear and to see some yellow night going on. Can yes. you tell us a bit about that? Last year, um, I did a non-affiliated PRCA um, yellow night because it was so last minute. We couldn't really work things out. Um, and the same thing with this year. Uh, as of right now, it is non-PRCA affiliated, but we are trying to get it affiliated. Um, and if it doesn't happen for this year, we are hoping for next year. Mm -hmm. Um, but 
So this year I'm doing a yellow night during ground six. Um, I believe it's December the 8th, whatever that Tuesday is. And so uh, anyways, how I do it is similar to how the pink night is. Um, Some of the smaller rodeos and committees that if you wear a pink shirt, then and, and win the round, then you win, you know, bonus cash. And so with Yellow Felt Soul, I want to kind of mimic that. But instead of, you know, the only thing they have to do is wear yellow. Because mm-hmm. for Yellow Felt Soul, whenever you're depressed and going through turmoil in your life, like I said earlier, sometimes simply getting out of bed is the victory. Mm -hmm. Just opening your eyes that day is the victory. And so with that being said, I don't care if you win the round. I don't care if you go in there and hit all three barrels, queen wave and hit the fourth one out by the trailer. I I don't care. Um, I don't care if you get, you know, if you come off right out of the chute, Mm-hmm. It's just the fact that you're out there doing it. So the contestant wears yellow during round six. I will put their name in a drawing and I'll pull a name out and they'll win cash. And that's just simply what it is for yellow, for yellow night. Mm-hmm. Cool. I like that. I like that concept. Excuse me. Yes. So if you are there in Vegas during round six, wear yellow (laughs) so this is for everyone not just contestants but i mean the draws for contestants yes the uh added money is for contestants only but everybody can wear yellow cool i'll have to spread the message yes that would be awesome i know there was a lot of yellow at globe live field last year and it really really warmed my heart Mm -hmm. and I'm, I didn't realize like where yellow felt soul is right now is where I was picturing it in five to 10 years, mm-hmm. not let's see two and a half. <laughs> That's awesome. How has it been progressing for you? It has progressed, um, tremendously, honestly, um, to the point where I will be very honest. Mm-hmm. I get overwhelmed with it at times because I I feel like, you know, I'm I let my followers down because I don't post on there daily. And just things like that. And so I actually um am sitting down and not not necessarily rebranding, but just regrouping and reorganizing um the structure of Yellow Felt Soul. Um so that way I can kind of get help from other people mm-hmm. and not just, and, and that goes back to the whole prideful thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to do everything by myself. So that way I don't have to bother anybody else for help. Yeah. Whereas, um, this is another thing that somebody had told me that because I was being prideful one day on help, they said, stop being a blessing blocker. <laughs> And I said, what do you mean? And they said, well, God bless me with, I I can't remember exactly what it was, but you know, whether it's a talent or if somebody mm-hmm. 
like right now, my truck is broke down. <laughs> so if somebody offers me a vehicle and I am too prideful to accept the offer, even though I need it, I'm blocking them from being able to bless me and what God called them to do. And so I'm, you know, graphic design is not my strongest point because I just don't have the time to sit down and really perfect it or anything. And so I kind of, you know, need a graphic designer to give me some infographics of different things. And so I'm going to be, I mean, if anybody is listening and wants to help out, fine. But I, yeah, Mm -hmm. I need something like that. And totally relatable. Yes. And then, um, we actually, so I had filed for it. My lawyer and I had filed back in February for it to be a 501c3, send in all the paperwork, et cetera. Well, we couldn't figure out why, um, it wasn't getting processed. Well, the CPA that, um, we were currently using Mm -hmm. never sent it in. And would not return our phone calls now. So I reached out to Catherine Franklin with Rodeo Tax. And I was like, hey, I need a CPA tremendously. Mm-hmm. I don't have the funds right now with Yellow Felt Soul. Is there any way that I can pay you, you know, make payments on it? But I don't have everything up front. Mm-hmm. And she said, no, I am gifting this to you. Aww. I love I love what you do for Yellow Felt Soul. And it has helped me tremendously. And this is the least that I can do to help you. And wow. so she helped me get everything sent in. And now um, it should be any day for approval, but it is a officially a 501c3 or a pending 501c3. Cool. Love yes. that story. And you weren't a blessing blocker and you let her help you. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I was not a blessing blocker. I find with the whole social media thing, you got to give yourself some grace because it happens. And I recently read a quote that really struck with with me is saying how the amount of impact you want to create in others' lives directly reflects the amount of um, responsibility that you're going to take on. And I find it can be (laughs) overwhelming. Like, I don't know. I thought that was so accurate because it's like you're taking it a lot is. of you're taking on a lot, like what you started. And it's like, oh shit, now I gotta follow through. And like people are now expecting stuff. <sighs> and like it almost is scary because you're like, I don't know if I can do that again, or you know, but well, and another thing. So the last time we spoke, I was oh, I was high on life, everything was great. <laughs> I mean. I was conquering the world (laughs) and then COVID hit. And then there was one thing after another. And by the summer, I will be completely transparent and vulnerable. Mm -hmm. I was suicidal. And I, I mean, going back to the victories, there were some days opening my eyes was a win. Like, I just didn't know why I was still here on earth. I didn't see the value in my life. I didn't see anything positive. My days were full of gloom and gray. And if it weren't for Brittany Barnett, I would 
probably, I I can't say I wouldn't be here because I made a promise to myself that I would never do that Mm -hmm. no matter how low I got, but I would definitely have been in worse shape than what I was because there were some days where she drugged me out of that horse trailer and I cannot thank her enough for loving me through the dark days with that um you know because last time I was last time we spoke you know like I said I was just everything was going great mm-hmm. and since then you know life is a roller coaster it truly is and it's totally okay mm-hmm. like I want the people listening to know that it is completely fine the Mm -hmm. only thing and and it's okay to be sad it's okay to be depressed but it's not okay to stay there it doesn't matter if you have to go you know to a find a counselor go and get be put on antidepressants it it doesn't matter you know for me i i'm i'm on antidepressants and it has helped me tremendously I can wake up and I have energy again. Um, I am not sent down a, a downward spiral over the littlest things that I see on social media that may hurt my feelings. I'm not as sensitive as I was without it. And then I um, am working with Shelby on finding the roots of all of my lack of self-confidence and I believe I'm not good enough. And, and the root of that is whenever I was six years old, after my dad committed suicide, I told myself, if I wasn't good enough for my dad to choose life, what made me think I was going to be good enough for anybody else. And I told my that I told myself that for 10 years. And so that is where that root is. And so we are now working through different therapies to pretty much just crush that thought in my mind. And because I believe that, yes, I I am good enough, but sometimes it is so hard, or I know that I am good enough, but it is so hard for me to believe it. Mm -hmm. And that's like, that's the battle. You can hear it all you want, but if those deep-rooted trauma is in you, then like that's where the professional, like you need that that outside support of a true professional that understands and knows how to how to deal with those coping mechanisms and you know the the things you go through in life. And it's so interesting. Like I love how just so simply put just about like your dad. And I mean, that's just such a traumatic thing for a kid to go through. And it was probably completely subconscious thinking that Mm -hmm. you probably didn't even know that you were processing of you as a six-year-old still. No. And it's, it's just something that, like you said, you know, you, you can have great friends that listen to you and they can have amazing advice. But there are some techniques that you have to do with a trained professional to be able to overcome these battles. 
And that's why it was so cool to talk with Shelby as well, just to hear that, that perspective, because there's just so much you can gain. And I don't know how long you've been working with Shelby, but from my, like, just how you're talking, I know we're not even seeing each other, but I just feel a really great positive radiance from you. And I, I always love hearing your insight and everything you say. You just seem, you have like this, this, I don't know how to explain it, but you just have a very positive radiance right now. And oh, thank you. You're yeah. going to even cry. I don't know. It's like you're saying how last time we spoke that you're on top of the world, but I feel like that was a year ago, right? That was like, that was more than a year ago that we spoke. Yeah. And I feel like now you've seemed, you seem a lot more, I don't know. I would say the word happy, but you do, you seem, you seem considering all these things that you're saying you went through this year. I think you're doing incredible. I've been, let's see, Shelby. I think I started in January of this year. Okay. Nice. February, maybe. I don't remember. She actually reached out to y'all felt soul. And she was like, if you ever need any help, like, you know, with, um, post or anything like that, let me know. And I got to the point where I knew that I needed help within myself Mm -hmm. and I swallowed my pride and I messaged Shelby on Instagram Mm -hmm. and she has became, I mean, whenever things got rough over the 4th of July, she offered to fly in and drive me because I was hauling by myself. I had three horses two dogs in a semi. <laughs> so, um, she offered to fly in and I was like, no, it's actually the end of it. And so I only have three days until I'm with Jag. So this time, no, but I already told her that she is going to come out and help me over the 4th of July for this next year. She was like, you know, having your, your, your middle, you know, therapist there on the road, like I'm looking forward to it. Like (laughs) y'all better watch out. (laughs) I'm prepared. (laughs) Like Like, the full support system. Like Shelby and Frenchie, y'all are going to be seeing our names a lot more. (laughs) Yeah. Cause I, we have came to the conclusions and I knew it, but not to the extreme that it actually is. I, I, I'm so self-defeated before I even swing a leg on my horse that there's, you know, I, I believe that, you know, some going back to that, I'm not good enough and it rolls into my rodeo and how I perform there. Um, and reflecting on the rodeos that I've done well at the ones that I've won and things like that. It's, I went in there and I, I just didn't think about it. I was just out there and I was having fun and I just wanted a rodeo. Mm -hmm. And that's all great when you're in that mindset, but when you're not, like you're saying, you're feeling defeated, it's, it's not an easy thing to be like, well, I'm just going to have fun and enjoy it because once you're there and you're feeling defeated before you swing a leg over, it's like, you can't just talk yourself out to like out of that mindset. And I relate a lot to that feeling that this is like making me think I need to go talk with Shelby. Cause like, I feel, I felt that I feel like every competitor probably has had that feeling of like, like how you're feeling out of the saddle is going to completely reflect how you perform. 
Yes. I tell everybody, go talk to Shelby. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> she is absolutely so incredible. Um, and what really turned me to Shelby is the fact that she is a Christian mm-hmm. and she understands rodeo. Yeah. So it's one of those things, you know, it's not, she understands what the word perf means. Like it's not short for perfect or anything like that. It's short for performance. Um, She understands the rodeo lifestyle and how crazy, you know, that we are because (laughs) we pay so much money (laughs) to live like carnies. We joke about it all the time. And so it's just one of those things that it's like, well, if you're battling this much stuff, why don't you just quit? She knows better than to say that to anybody. (laughs) Any rodeo person. Yes. And so it's just refreshing to have somebody truly understand you and want the best for you. Mm -hmm. Totally. And she has that, that experience, like she's a professional. And so she has, it's like the best of both worlds. Like you said, if you have your therapist on road with you, like that's the and, ultimate goal. And she's honestly turned into like a big sister for me, mm-hmm. um, rather than just my therapist. Like she is one of my closest friends, even outside of, of counseling. Um, she is just, I don't know what I would do without her. Mm-hmm. Totally. I, yeah, I can, I can see how that would be so positive and beneficial for, for you and for anyone really that are, you know, everyone has those day-to-day battles that they're facing and it's all about your own perspective. If it's a big thing or not, like you said, getting out of bed for someone could be huge and someone could just look past it. So yeah, having that professional to guide you through it all is so crucial. So I'm really happy just happy to hear that it's been working out for you and just all the positive and like the nice changes that, you know, you've been making for others. And the fact like that, we all need the help and it's a nice little ripple effect. So if we can make our little wave in the world, then all the hard work of yellow felt soul is worth it. So I just want to say thank you again. Um, I think our time is running out though, shall we? So last thing is, um, probably your social media. Where can we find you? Um, my personal is just Shelby McKamey, M-C-C-A-M-E-Y, but mainly my, I just want everybody to just go to yellow felt soul. Mm-hmm. Perfect. And it's on, uh, both Instagram and Facebook. And before we run out of time, something came on my heart that I want everybody. It's a song that I want everybody to listen to and it's called mean girls by leanna crawford okay i'm gonna tag it (laughs) yes like it is so awesome i jam that all the time okay hold on writing it down mean girls by leanna crawford okay it's happening sounds like a good song It really is. It came across the radio one day and I'm like, oh my God, I'm obsessed. Love when that happens. Yes. So thank you so much for having me. Yeah. It's always such a nice treat to get together and just talk about all these things that are not talked about enough. 
And I appreciate just your transparency and being really open with us. So everyone, I hope, I hope everyone can get some value out of this and just see what it is like and go follow yellow felt soul for more support. And just knowing that you're not alone in this journey. Absolutely. And always, always feel free, never hesitate to reach out if you have questions or just need a vent to Mm -hmm. someone that is not going to judge you, that is going to love you through the dark days. Because at the end of the day, if you don't feel loved, at least know that God and I love you. May have not ever met you, but God and I love you. Thank you, Shelby. Of course. Again, thank you for having me. It's always great talking with you.